the nation my dudes and dudettes what is going on hilo here again about to be joined by my main man pavel who will be joining us here in a second but we are here bringing you the betting extremes podcast where we explore the extremes in both line and game total to try and get an idea of uh, where there's expected value and a little bit of first taste of some DFS action and knowledge. Without further ado, let's bring him in. Pavel, what's going on, man? Hey, man. How are we doing? Good, man. Sounds like I'm doing a little better than you, even though being sick. What happened to you this past weekend? Oh, man. I was driving home. I'm literally going to get like some breakfast because I'm just like starving some gas. And a deer comes out of nowhere and I nail them totals my car it was miserable in the middle of indiana too of all places too Jeez, so i had man. to like tow my car get a rental car drive back to chicago now i'm like in chicago waiting in limbo to see what's gonna happen i'm gonna fly back to florida soon oh, Jeez, man. another headache after headache that never ends that's ridiculous did you save some of the meat yeah, so I learned something. <laughs> so the the police officer actually ended up being a pretty cool guy, and he was telling me that if, let's say, you find a piece of deer, you know, deer dead on the side of the road, and you try to pick it up, if some sort of agency catches you, they will take your car, they will arrest you. It is like no joke. So get you, you can't just pick up like a dead deer off the side of the road. You got to join a registry and then they'll call you when there is a dead out of the road. Wow, dude, that's my, uh, that's my knowledge nugget for the day. Yeah. So some learning, don't, don't be touching any deers on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, that sucks. I'm sorry about that. It makes my little head cold feel like a walk in the park, but, um, yeah, perspective, I guess, is everything. My dude, what are you thinking for exploring the extremes? Hit me with your first game this week. Yeah, so for my first game, I am uh, really liking the Cowboys and Patriots. They have over under a 50 and a half, and I'm liking the under there. Um, Patriots, obviously, we know how they want to play. They want to dink and dunk, run the ball, grind it out, play really slow. But on the other side... Cowboys kind of play the same way now. They are number, I think they were number two or three in neutral run rate. They're just pounding the ball with Zeke and Pollard. Obviously, these are two pretty good defenses, too. I can see this is like a slower, you know, run the block out kind of game. Obviously, some Dak Prescott, so anything can really happen, but I'm, I'm really liking the under on this game. Yeah, man, that's interesting because I wrote this game up on Monday as. Oh, geez, sorry. I'm trying to move the mic if I have to cough. I wrote this game up on Monday um, to the under at 49 and a half. So it's moved up a point. Um, and I thought all the EV was to the under there. So I obviously agree with you. Um, New England's kind of an interesting study in that over their last three weeks, they're all the way up to 63% situational neutral pass rate, which is kind of counterintuitive when we think of the Patriots this year. But it's got to be due in large part to the injuries to that offensive line they've had you know they started off missing two 
members of that offensive line and jumped to four this past week. Uh, so you can't really do much damage running behind that. Oh yeah. But uh, you look at Mac Jones um, completed air yards per pass attempt. It's down at 3.5, which is more than two full quarterbacks that qualify uh, <laughs> this season. So yeah, it's, he's hitting the short area of the field, right? Um, <laughs> dude, this actually this past week, um, Jacoby Myers almost broke his touchdown. The I, he got stopped. Oh, and I know. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was like, get in, man. Not Will that, he I mean, ever get in? Yeah, I have pretty heavy best ball shares of Jacoby, but God, it's just I'm just rooting for him to like kick that thing off his shoulder, man. Just get in. But yeah, anyway, yeah, I'm totally on the under as well. I went as far as saying that I would set this game total between 46 and a half and 47. I thought it would move that way and it's actually increased. So um, I like the under here as well. Yeah, I think this is pretty like I think through the list. I thought this was like the, the first one that really just jumped out at me pretty easily. I think that's a pretty slam dunk one. Yeah, yeah, I concur, man. So All what right, do you got for me? Go. First one, yeah. We're going to go to the other side of the spectrum here. We're going to look at the Kansas City Chiefs and the Washington football team. This total set at 55 and a half, which is, I think, the highest total we've seen this season. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with how poorly this Washington football team has played on defense. That said, I still actually like the over here, man. A fit, lofty 55 and a half total. Look at some of the like underlying metrics of these two teams Kansas City is obviously in the top third of the league in situation neutral pass rate. Washington football team sits right, uh, basically league average in situation neutral pass rate on the season. But you look at how poorly the Kansas City defense has performed in the red zone. They've allowed a touchdown on 77.27% of their opponent red zone drives. Um, and this is obviously an area that they struggled in last season. They were last dead last in the league in 2020 at 72.88%. So sticking to kind of the same um, trends here with their defense, you know, if a opponent is making it into the red zone three out of four times, they're punching it in. And then we kind of think about the Kansas city defense at a higher level and they got some injuries on the backside. And um, I don't know how that's going to play out too well against a Washington football team who likes to remain aggressive deep into games. What are your thoughts here? I mean, they're just terrible. <laughs> they're so bad on defense. Like, there's some great players, but it's just not working for them this year. Yeah, and where do both of these defenses struggle? It's defending the deep ball. And, you know, in walks in. Uh, obviously, we it remains to be seen if Tyreek Hill plays, but it, it sounds promising. It sounds like he's going to suit up this week. Um, and then, you know, on the other side there, like one of the better deep ball wide receivers in the league. So, uh, yeah, I like the over here. It's, it's largely going to depend on how this game starts, um, mm -hmm. and how, how successful these teams are early, but I like the over and I like, uh, what could devolve into a true shootout here. I, uh, side note, I'm really excited. I saw that Ryan Fitzpatrick may be back by week seven. That's kind of exciting, but that aside, how do you make, he hasn't looked bad. Like he has shown that he can put up points in a good in a good matchup. So 
I actually like the over here too. I'm not going to disagree. And I think the page, we need one of those chiefs like FU games. Cause like it's a weird yeah. season for them so far. Yeah, I mean, they're sitting last in the AFC West. So yeah, it must be, uh, you know, it's something about, you know, that maybe that second wide receiver that everyone thought is going to be such a big breakout. Maybe they should have taken that more seriously and try to address some more like, <laughs> But yeah, Josh, Josh Gordon now. Let's go. Yeah, Josh Gordon, savior season. <laughs> yeah. Got that one bro- broken play reception, one target last game. We'll see. It'd be interesting to see if his uh, snap rate jumps a little bit this week. Yeah, I think... Um, I, yeah, I think he was washed, but it'd be, it'd be a fun story. <laughs> <laughs> I Dude, to but he, something good to say. <laughs> he looks like he actually like got bigger. Like he bulked up like in the, in the past eight years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously he's, he's one of the most exciting players ever. Like when I was in my peak of fantasy football, like when I just got into it, he was, He's, he was the one who carried me, so I always have a special place in my heart for Josh Gordon. You peaked eight years ago, dude? Oh, and started peaking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Hit me with your next game. Uh, my next game is going to be the Rams and Giants. The Rams are minus 10.5. I think they easily will break that, assuming that Jalen Jones is already out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's already out. Galladay's out. Tony's. Did you see that little blurb on Tony where they're like, Oh yeah, he has an ankle injury, but I don't think it's season ending. So that sounds like the glass half full of this guy's going to be out for a couple weeks. Oh man. Yeah. So I, cause he, he sprained his ankle during the game and they taped it up and then, yeah, it looked like I saw it and he rolled it pretty bad, but yeah, we'll see what's going to happen there. They just have no one on that offense right now. Shepard might be back, but I don't think Slayton is going to be back yet. He, they didn't even sound like he was close to coming back. So, So without Saquon, this, this, what's, what are they going to do on offense? Are they going to move the ball? Aaron Donald's going to eat people alive. Jalen Ramsey's going to put whatever wide receiver on an island. So I don't see how the Giants can really score points here. And then the Rams after that Thursday night game, I think they're going to want to come out and really come out aggressively. Yeah, and even Daniel Jones has to clear protocol. Yeah, I don't... I'm, I thought I saw that he, he's most likely not going to play. I don't okay. want to say that for sure. I'm trying to look it up right now. Yeah. So this, this kind of gives you an interesting um, perspective on like finding EV in a bet because the absolute best case scenario is like two of the five injured players play. And the absolute worst case scenario is that, you know, all five of Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, uh, Saquon Barkley obviously is out. Daniel Jones, Kadarius Tony. Like if all five of them miss, like this line is likeliest to move even further in favor of the Rams. So um, it's an interesting um, idea to leverage that injury unknowns now. Um, if you know, at worst, or I guess at best, the line stays the same, and at worst, it obviously moves in favor of the Rams. So I like that as well. Um, I missed that actually on my early week uh, plus EV bets, but that is a a good one to keep in mind. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We're going to go to a divisional matchup for this next one and look at the Green Bay Packers against the Chicago Bears. Duh, Bears. So the current game total is set at 45 and a half. 
And I actually like the under here, which is a low game total. But we look at how these two teams set up, and it's basically a strength-on-strength matchup for the Packers on offense versus the defense of the Bears, uh, a team who is allowing a touchdown on only 37.5% of red zone trips. And that ranks uh, third in the league, just behind Buffalo and New Orleans. So this team is playing rather well when it matters um, on defense. Where do they struggle? The Chicago defense has struggled with deep passing. And you look at the state of the Packers, you know, we MVS is on IR. They have Alan Lazard, who is a blocker, and Devontae Adams, basically. Um, because of the injuries to the Packers' offensive line, they've been keeping old Bobby Tanyan in to block at a heavier rate. So his route rate is down. He's typically um, a better splash play tight end, but he's just not running the routes right now. Um, and that's just a, a nod to the injuries that the Packers have on their offensive line. Um, then you look at the bears and the bears are absolutely garbage dog doo-doo on offense. And they're playing a team in the Packers who have given up a whopping 100% red zone touchdown rate this season. That is surprising, right? Wow. Yeah. So they obviously rank last in the league just behind Las Vegas uh, and Detroit, who are obviously struggling this season as well. But now we have Jair Alexander out um, and a bunch of dudes who are perennial whooping boys in Shandon Sullivan uh, and Kevin King in that secondary perennial whipping boy. He's like the new whipping boy, <laughs> Kevin King, perennial Chandon Sullivan is new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you look at the state of this game, it's likeliest that we kind of see this divisional slug or like slog fest develop, um, you know, slug fest, a, a battle for field position where both of these teams are likely, uh, to struggle. So I like the under 44 and a half. What do you think here? I love the under it here. I mean, oh. they do not want Fields throwing the ball. <laughs> they don't want him to do it. Anything aggressive. They are playing the most vanilla football you could possibly see. It is devastating to watch as a Bears fan. Yeah. I I am just just brutal to watch. But that said, once Met Nagy's fired, I have a great faith in this offense. And <laughs> until that happens, it's just got to be, you got to keep going on the under. They're trying to rely on their deep. And it's crazy because Bears can win the, the three and two now, you know, despite all like this terrible offense they have, it's winning. So I, I don't think they're going to change it because it's going to be one of those broke, don't fix it situations, right? Yeah. So I, I really, really, really like the under on this one as long. Well. I was eyeballing that too. Ah, uh, sniper. Got him. Yeah, no worries. It's a good, really good one. <laughs> All right, man. Hit me with your third and final. Oh, this is most exciting one. I'm loving this one from a DFS perspective. I'm going to be all over this one. We're going to go with the Chargers versus the Raiders. One and a half. I think you know I'm going with the over on this one. It's going to be MVP versus MVP candidate. Both guys are going to come out firing. I mean, we there's not much to be said on these offenses. They are clicking. Lamar looks like finally he's figured out how to become a great passer. Hollywood Brown is just being finally used properly. It, that offense is so fun to watch now, even without a running back. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is interesting um, because I actually like the under here and yeah, it's almost unquantifiable in the sense of, after that emotional win by the Ravens on Monday night, 
like coming in for a letdown game against a conference opponent. So I don't know. It's a little bit unquantifiable, but I the way that the Chargers kind of have been winning games is via, you know, their standard like power run and targeting running backs out of the backfield and then targeting obviously the X wide receiver heavily. And the a lot of this also depends on the health of the Baltimore secondaries because we we saw what happens with only Marlon Humphrey out there uh, to this Ravens defense. Um, But it's going to be extremely hard for the chargers to quote unquote, establish the run against a big old nose tackle, Brandon Williams. Um, But the basically, I guess all of that to say is this game has a very wide range of potential outcomes. Um, Obviously we're split on it and I think it could go either way, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I can see past. I can see if, what you're saying. You know, I can see passes to there, but the Ravens' defense is terrible. Chargers. I mean, if I guess now that I'm thinking about it, the Chargers' defense is fantastic. Derwin, how good does yeah. Derwin James look? I mean, oh man, like we've been wanting for the past two seasons. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, I actually, you know, I could see it going both ways. This is a tougher, more tougher one than I thought about. You put a really good perspective on it. I just. Both guys are trying to fight for MVP here. Both teams are four and one. I think this should go that way, but yeah, I, I'm not as confident as I was when I first picked this one. So good. <laughs> I'm going to have to really look into this one. Yeah. I think obviously this is before we've really dug into games, but I could see this definitely playing to either, either game scenario here. Um, yeah. That's all I got on that one. You got anything to add there? Nope. All right, the last one we're going to look at is the lowest game total of the week, the Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts. Solid game total of 43, but what I like here is actually Houston plus 10 with a 10 spread currently. Let me explain because I'm feeling like you're a little shocked there. I am speechless and I don't get speechless. (laughs) Yes, I love it. All right, with this Houston Texans team, how are they going to try and win? They're going to be trying to win by rushing the football and passing if they need to. The biggest thing here is when they've needed to, they've looked surprisingly capable over the past three weeks after you know Davis Mills has gotten his first start out of the way, his first couple starts. Um, but we know that, <clears throat> excuse me, we know that Houston is going to try and slow this game down. We know that Indianapolis is likely to adopt a rush-heavy attack. And it makes sense against, you know, that's their preferred method of attack. And against a Houston defense that, you know, can't stop a sneeze, uh, it makes a lot of sense that they uh, would attack that way. But what I like is the Colts, until last week, were not being aggressive unless forced to do so. And so I don't see a situation where Houston is really forcing the Colts to be aggressive. So I think this is going to be rather slow battle of attrition style game. And with 10 points on a game with a total of 43 odds are, and this is historical trends odds are that the away dog covers large spreads in low game totals. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's my, that's my reasoning here. What are your thoughts now that you can digest that a bit? I think I'm with you. I, Oh, you push over. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I, cause I didn't look at this one too much. And I think it's a really good point though. Cause though you made a one fantastic point. And I'd like that from a DFS thought about it this way is a 
want to push it. They don't trust Wentz. They only push it when they need to. Mm-hmm. Very. So I think that that really sticks with me there. So I, I'm with you. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't have much more to say because on the head on there. Yeah. So I think that'll do it for us this week, man. I hope uh, you said you're flying back home tomorrow. Yep. All right, man. Well, I wish you safe travels. Hopefully your car gets fixed up uh, in a timely fashion and you're able to finally drive it back home again. Try, yeah. again. Try not to get PTSD on the way home. I got one more bonus one, too. If somehow, yeah, dude, let's hear it. Like if somehow, some way, the Dolphins get Tua back this week, I like the over on the Jaguars and Miami game. Kind of like what I do in the NBA is where I love targeting like two shitty teams playing each other. Uh-huh. Just because they're shitty doesn't mean that they're not going to play a great fantasy environment for you, right? Jaguars are starting to slightly look a little better. I'm not going to say they look better, but there, you know, <laughs> there's, there's, you can see a couple steps going forward there. So I really, I, I would hit this game if Tua plays because then, you know, finally, offense he was trying to run. Yeah, and how are the Jags likely to attack here? And it's going to be on the ground against a pretty putrid Miami run defense. So I like their chances. I like the over like you do. I actually wrote this game up on the early week plus EV, and I wrote up Miami minus three. That has since moved to three and a half. So that is big EV avoiding that hook. Uh, But yeah, I I think I like the over here as well. Uh, I hadn't looked at this one too heavily, but I do like the over. Yeah, I was just scanning through, and I thought that one really looked out to me. Looked out at me. Sorry, I'm Polish. (laughs) (laughs) That means you're weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yourself over here. But yeah, um, looking forward to it. And also, like, one more double bonus. Oh, double bonus. Monday night football game. If Julio plays, I don't know if he'll play, but even if he doesn't play, I mean, that Buffalo-Tennessee game should have some fireworks. It's going to be hard for Buffalo to really be because – it's kind of easy. It's almost kind of, not that I'm just going to say it's easy, but for me, I feel like the Chiefs are really struggling because they can't run the ball. Like no one's scared of Ceh. They can't get any holes open for him. Yeah, so well, now Ceh is out too. Exactly, but they're going to have to throw the ball, and yeah. they're not going to be able to stop the Titans on defense because you can't stop on. They can't stop the run. It's just going to be nonstop points. So Mahomes is going to have to be, or sorry, Mahomes. Yeah, Allen. <laughs> Allen. Oh my, I'm just thinking of that game. Allen is just looking so good. They're not trying to run the ball again. Cause I mean, running does not really work for them. So I'm, I'm seeing this as a, you know, pass heavy game attacking the Titans. Their Titans are terrible catching at, uh, in the secondary Two teams are roasting them. Yeah. I mean, did you see Zach Wilson look like a true NFL quarterback that week? So I, I can see that game also. Yeah, man. Um, I wrote up this game as well as my number one pick of the week. I picked the Bills minus five, and it has since moved to Bills minus five and a half. I think the Bills are just going to absolutely walk Tennessee out the building. Um, and the over largely depends on Tennessee's ability to keep up because the bills are likely to score 35 plus here. So yeah, it should be a, it should be a fun one. So I think, like I said, I mentioned the reason I mentioned Julio is because Julio plays, but I think it has a better chance to get close game. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. All right, brother. Well, I wish you safe travels tomorrow and we will talk next week. Yeah. We'll see, see you, you next week, brother. Have a good one. See you all fam. Bye.